Well, hello and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I am so honored and blessed today to be joined by the beautiful and amazing Sunny. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us on the podcast today, Sunny. I'm happy to be here. Look, I'm I'm really excited to be able to hear a little bit more of your story and the Sunrider story. And, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet you and chat with you and hear a little bit of this myself already. But just before we get into Sunrider and, and all of the, uh, I guess, the history behind how the company came to be and where you all are now, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. I know you've got a crazy busy life. You uh, were recently promoted to CEO, which we'll talk about shortly, mm-hmm. but you've also got four young kids at home uh, while you are taking the reins of Sunrider globally as well. Yeah, for some reason, my husband and I thought it'd be a really good idea to have a fourth child during the pandemic. <laughs> and I think a lot of people kind of probably have this idea going in their mind, but we actually did it. So yeah, we I have a four-month-old at home, so it's a little crazier than normal, and my oldest is 12. So yeah. It's, um, she's a great babysitter. <laughs> so she helps <laughs> a lot. It's a good so age gap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's, it's great to hear that though, because I think sometimes, um, you know, particularly in the direct selling industry, it's such a normal part of life that we're running business while doing family. And you're, you're doing that as a CEO as well. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, that comes with its own challenges. Of course, you've just, you know, been talking to me about your, your recent trip to London and of course how that throws out the the sleeping patterns, etc. And we still mm-hmm. have to adjust to all of that, right? Yep. Yep. It's, um, I think a life of little sleep, um, uh, but the rewards are really big. So, um, it's definitely worth it. I just need to keep focused, <laughs> <laughs> which can be hard on very little sleep. <laughs> yeah. um, Sunny, I for those that don't know much about Sunrider, do you want to give a, a, a little bit of a, a backstory, a bit of a description to what Sunrider is? Because this is a obviously a direct selling company. Mm-hmm. Um, you are based in LA, which is where I had the opportunity to come and meet you in person recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you tell our listeners just a little bit about Sunrider before we dive into the story? Yeah, Sunrider, well, we started in 1982 and we were one of the very first herbal nutritional companies and we make herbal wellness, nutrition, fitness, weight loss, also household goods, cosmetics and skincare um, products. So we do a whole range of products and we manufacture everything ourselves and we just recently moved our manufacturing to Texas near the Dallas area. And uh, we also have a lot of um, just a lot of new product ideas that we always come up with. So we do all our own R and D. We make everything ourselves. So it's, um, it's a really great business. It's a family owned business as well. So my parents started it and now it's um, I'm running it with my siblings. Yeah. And this is what, what I absolutely love about the story is, you know, this business was originally started by your parents, um, who now are still involved in the business, but have taken a little bit of a step back. And I loved hearing a little bit about that. So we'll, we'll definitely get to that, but they've been such amazing pioneers. They've inspired, you know, hundreds of thousands of people all over the globe, um, you know, with this, their story from, uh, the beginning to, to where everything is now. Can you share a little bit about, uh, that, that beginning story with our listeners and how Sunrider even came to be, uh, in existence. Yeah, my um, dad, he is a pharmacist um, and a chemist, and he specializes in herbs. And when he was a young boy, he was really 
sickly as a child. He had a lot of allergies, a lot of ailments in Taiwan, um, and they grew up quite poor. And so his grandfather would make a lot of herbal remedies for him. And so that's where he started getting into herbs. Um, and he went to um, school and he met my mother there. My mother's from Hong Kong. She's a medical doctor. And um, so they met, they got married. And my dad had a big dream to come to the U.S. and start his business there. And he just naturally had a knack for making wonderful products because he had to make them for himself. Mm -hmm. So all Sunrider products really are made for our family, really. <laughs> so he started making it in his basement. Mm -hmm. um, our first product was Sunbreeze Oil. And he was actually making it because he himself uh, is, became an athlete in college. And he uh, did judo competitions. He became a national judo champion in Taiwan. And, uh, but he was really sore all the time. And then when he moved to the U.S., uh, they were in Utah, and he started making his uh, Sunbreeze Balm. It's an ointment. And then also Sunbreeze Oil, which is one of the first essential oils basically ever um, made, I think, in, in our industry. And so he started making it, and he was giving it to his friends. And they said, hey, you know, you don't have to give it to us for free. We'll, we'll buy it from you. And he's like, oh, really? And so he had the idea to start Sunrider. And so that's how it all started. He started out of a U-Haul truck. He just loaded everything, all his products that he made in our basement, and he put in a U-Haul, handed out flyers, and invited as many people as he could to the first Sunrider meeting. And I think about four people showed up. <laughs> so um, not like, you know, super inspirational for him, but he just never gave up. He's very determined. Yeah. And so he signed those people up as our first distributors, and um, they became the core for our business and how it grew. So, you know, what, what was the decision-making process for him to say, hey, I'm going to go into direct selling. This is, this is how I'm going to sell this product. Well, uh, I think because he was in Utah and in Utah at the time, there was already kind of that feeling for direct sales. And a lot of people had gone on missions for the church. Yeah. And so he felt like, I think that was just a natural thing. And he was also himself like a door-to-door -door salesman too. He was just very naturally gifted in sales. He sold like these little Walkmans from Taiwan. He asked his friends to ship it to the U.S. at the time. Um, Walkmans were pretty expensive here and he could get them for really, really cheap in Taiwan. And so he would sell them like door-to-door. -door. And in my mind, he must have been a really good salesman because... His English was really bad when he came to the U.S. Yeah, like you he said be, this. Yeah, he couldn't <laughs> speak English very well. So he must have been pretty good to be selling, you know, all these uh, Walkmans. And, like, he would just sell lots of little uh, electronic items to get by um, because he had a family. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just very natural for him to talk to people to sell things. Yeah. And so he decided, hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to distribute this oil through direct selling channels. And so mm -hmm. he set up his first meeting. He had like four people that showed up. You know, he's got the first person that signs up to become a distributor. Um, you know, what, at what point did, did things start to become, to take off and become obvious to him that this was really going to work? Um. I think in his, in, because he felt like really solidly that this was going to work from the very beginning. Yeah. He'd actually told my mother um, the reason why they wanted to come to the U.S. is because he wanted to become a millionaire. He wanted to make a lot of money and to be able to share it with other people. And so, I mean, that was always his goal. And I felt like 
he really thought that this could just happen no matter what. Yeah. And he, he just, it's like, just force of will. He just did it until it became a success. Um, but Sunrider did really, really well when it first started too, because at the time there were not a ton of direct selling companies. Yeah. It was 1982, 1983. Yeah. So it's kind of um, the nascent phase. And so where did the name Sunrider come from? Um, so my dad, well, first of all, um, in Chinese culture, we're Chinese and Chinese culture and history, the sun is really akin to God. Yeah. Um, and only the emperor could use like the sun and his, uh, for symbolism and things like that. And so it's a really a powerful, a really strong symbol for Chinese culture. And so one day he was riding in his car and he was driving on the freeway and he saw the sun um, setting and he and he started he was driving towards it and he said he wanted to name it and then the name just kind of came to me because he said he wanted to make sure that he was never leaving the sun and that he would always ride with the sun wow. so that's how he came up with the name sun rider i love that um, and so you were talking before about how the products, you know, really came from things that your family were creating for themselves. You know, I love, I love hearing that your dad has literally created them himself. He's got that background mm -hmm. as a pharmacist. How did he go about developing, you know, coming up with the ideas for products and then developing and testing them? Well, developing and testing was probably um, the more fun part for him and the ideas. He always said he's very creative. I think, you know, in relationships, my mother was the president of the company um, from the very beginning, basically. And so she is much more logical, more organized and could, you know, get everything together, make things happen. But my dad is the creative person. So he would say he easily sees things. He's like, oh, I'd like to create this. And he just go do it. And so he's just very gifted at making products. And a lot of times he would, um, he prays a lot and he says like 45 minute prayers in the morning. He says like 45 minutes at night. And we all know don't disturb him while he's praying. So we just, you know, wait. Um, but he's, he really receives a lot of inspiration. So he said a lot of times when he's praying, he gets inspired mm -hmm. and he'll be like, Oh, this is what, this is what I needed to do. This is, this is the idea that, you know, this idea came from. And so he thinks about things a lot. So he's a, he's a good thinker and he's a dreamer and he's not afraid to go for it. Uh, and he also has the skills to do it. So that's a great combination. Um, but for, so for the R and D part, um, he has a lot of ideas. He gets a lot of inspiration from around him and for his own use and for his own health. And the Guinea pigs are our family. So from <laughs> a young age, we would be trying lots of different products and they usually tasted really bad um, to begin with. I, I mean, you know, kids complain about food that doesn't taste good. We'll try herbs, <laughs> medicinal things that just don't ever taste good. It tastes like dirt mixed with something worse. And so it was just, you know, really hard to eat a lot of these things, but he was like, it's good for you. You should just try it. Um, and like our sun bars, um, it's, these are our, um, snacks and meal replacement bars. We tried so many versions and our, um, our IBOs, our distributors will tell you the very first versions were like hard as rock. <laughs> they were really gross tasting and like everyone has tried so many different versions until we came to our ones now, which are very, they taste very good, but that it was, went through a long process where all of us tried it. So 
We know our products are safe for kids <laughs> because we tried them when we were little. We were definitely the guinea pigs for almost everything. Um, and my dad also made it at different stages of his life. So mm -hmm. uh, when he's younger, he was into sports. He made a lot of sports related um, products. Um, as we get older, he's really into anti-aging products. Yeah. So he focused a little bit more on skincare, um, on longevity, on keeping your body in balance and order. So that's kind of where his mind goes is where, wherever our family needs, whatever he sees a need for, he gets inspiration for, and then that's yeah. how he creates the products. Yeah. And so now your dad is sort of semi-retired. He's sort of stepped back, but he still creates mm -hmm. the products. Is that right? Yeah. He works with my um, brother's. So my brother, Eric, he's in charge of our global manufacturing and he is a chemist as well. Wow. Um, and my other brother, he's Ruben, he's a medical doctor. Um, and his specialty is physical rehab medicine. And he's very into sports as well. So he does a lot of sports medicine, works with a lot of injuries, things like that. So he still practices medicine and does Sunrider at the same time. So the three of them work together with our R&D team, our chemists and our scientists. And we come out with a lot of different kinds of ideas, concepts. Um, some of them get scrapped. Some of them go forward. We're all just trying, we're experimenting a lot. Yeah. And so who are the test dummies now? Still us. <laughs> <laughs> Still you. And I think you mentioned as well that your, your daughter now is, is like, can I try, yes. when can I try the new products? Yes, yes, especially the skincare and the cosmetics. <laughs> um, I told her she can't really wear makeup anywhere other than at home now. Yeah. But, um, she likes to try it. So she's really into keeping her skin clear. She's been blessed with very oily skin because of me. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, I share with her a lot of our new skincare that comes out. And so she's always trying it. And she loves it. She, she thinks it's so fun. Even if it, you know, even if it's a formula that we don't go forward with. She just, she just wants to try She's like, what's the new one? What's the new one? So I'm always going to do things. I love that. So you can literally have on all of your packaging tested on humans, not animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that we don't test ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great byline right there. Uh -huh. um, so, Sunny, it sounds like you were involved, your whole family uh, were involved um, right from a very early age. You know, what did that look like for you guys and how were you involved in Sunrider as children? Um, so growing up, my parents would always take us to meetings. Um, we would demonstrate products for people, we did people's registration, do name tags. We did anything my mom told us to do basically. So whenever we traveled with them, it was a day of meetings and then a day of fun, a day of meetings, then a day of fun. So it was kind of like, um, balanced that way. And so, yeah, we always were involved when we were young and, um, we had to be in all our videos. We did like all the advertising for my parents were like, Oh, I need a kid in it. So they'd take our pictures and stuff <laughs> and put it in. And um, it's just always been with us. And in the summers we would intern at the office, <laughs> did mailroom customer service. We did a lot of envelope stuffing uh, preparing for our conventions, registration bags. Um, we just did anything that they needed us to do at the office in the summer. So my parents would make us go to summer camp in the morning. And then the afternoons we'd go to our office and just work, do whatever they needed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. It's it's so it's so powerful to see not just a family business, but a family business where um, you've all been so involved for from such an early age. But you also later on in life have all got your own little parts that you play in varying degrees. And you know, to that point, you were recently appointed CEO of the company. So huge congratulations um, on that for you taking the reins. You know, was that a natural transition for you to move into that role? Yeah, it, it was. Before I became the CEO, I'd been overseeing a lot of our foreign affiliates. Um, I lived overseas in Japan for a couple of years for my husband's job. And so we, um, I traveled all over Asia every month, basically, with my little baby girl. <laughs> and we would go all over the place. And she's a very good traveler. Um and I would just hold meetings, you know, do, do anything that we need in any of the countries. Yep. And so um, my focus before coming back to the U.S. was really international. After we moved back to the U.S., um, uh, I was just doing all of operations. So anything operations related, things like that. So um, post-graduate school, I've been working at Senator for almost 17 years now. Wow. So, um I've gotten a chance to work in a lot of different departments with a lot of different people. I know our distributors very well. <laughs> I grew up with them and so, um, and all of our staff as well. So uh, we have staff who've been with us for, you know, 30, 35 years now. Wow. We have a lot of work anniversaries coming up. And so um, I, since I was so involved with operations and with the international offices, um, it was more natural for me to grow into the role. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I love that your your parents have have stuck with this for so long and, and really had a lot of grit and you were, you know, talking about your mum, you know, a lot of this is, has been very focused, of course, on your dad because of his, you know, his his determination to start the business in the first place. But you describe your mum as a really strong woman and a woman who's inspired you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your mum and the part that she's played in the business for all of these years? My mom is like, she's just a force. She's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> um, growing up, I always thought, you know, I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're a woman taking over a CEO. It's like so important. And, it, and to me, it, it is important but it was never a question. So it wasn't kind of like, oh, can a woman do it? To me, of course a woman could do it because my mother did it. So she was, she's always been so strong, such a great example of work ethic. Um, she was a medical doctor. Um, she was licensed in, she, she graduated from Taiwanese um, medical school from Gaoshang Medical University. And then she moved to the US and in the US she had to do her internship again. So she had to do another um, residency year she had to um, do all these things to get her credentials in the U.S. And at the time she was in Utah and they didn't um, accept any minority females into the programs there. So she applied all over the U.S. and she got into one in Philadelphia. So she flew to Philadelphia with three young children and worked over 100-hour weeks, um, had a babysitter there when she wasn't there, and basically raised us for a year over there while my dad was in Utah uh, working three jobs. So, so for both of them, they worked so hard, mm. um, so much determination, you know, to, to achieve their dreams. And so for us, 
it's like, there's no room for complaining. If they can do that, (laughs) you know, if they can do that, I can do what I'm doing now. I mean, we live in so much more comfort now with technology the way it is. And um, so when I see what my mom has done in the past and how she has really kept our family together Mm -hmm. through all the trials and she always made us a top priority at work. Like if um, she'd be in the meeting, if one of us called after school, she'd immediately pick up the phone, ask us what's going on, you know, answer the question. And then she'd go back to work. So we were all, we always knew we were a priority for her. So um, I think she's just been a really strong role model for me of what a woman can do in the workplace. And it's just never been a question. And it was a no-brainer for you that you could definitely do four children while doing all of this if she could do it, right? Yeah, she had five, so <laughs> I'm not having five, but she had five. <laughs> and you know, was it a difficult decision for your mum after all of that to move away from the career that she'd invested so much energy and time and effort into into the company? Well, I think for her, she does have that um, – very nurturing instinct as well. And so for her, she wanted to nurture my dad's dream because she had known about it um, since they've been dating in medical school. And so they came to the U S with kind of that in mind. Mm -hmm. And she did, she practiced medicine for many years um, to support the family while he started his business. And then after he got his foot in the ground, then she took over the operations for it. So for her, for her, she's just thought, you know, I'll just take all my skills and put them wherever they're needed. Wow. And she sounds like a pretty amazing woman. And Mm -hmm. I love that, like I said, that you guys have been involved from such a young age. Are you following on that tradition with your own kids? How involved are they in the business as your children? Well, um, when, before the pandemic, we were, um, having them at the office all the time. So they knew all the staff. Um, they actually, we, they were so cute. They would, in the summer times, they'd come and do, um, bake sales, but it wasn't a real bake sale. It was anything that we made with Sunrider products. So we would make a lot of our, um, herbal products and put them into treats and stuff. And I'd bake it for them. And then they bring it to the office and they, have a little bake sale sign. So what they would do is they just, uh, people would call into their number and they said, okay, we'll deliver it to you. So it wasn't really a sale. They just deliver goodies around the office. <laughs> I love that. So, um, and my daughter is really, really good at sharing Sunrider products with other people. You know, she's just very natural salesperson, I guess. She's just, is talking to people like, oh, you need to have this. You need to eat this. Oh, try this, try that. I'm like, I don't know if the teachers are, are going to really like you you know, she's giving everything to these kids. She's like, oh, no, they already know. I already know what everyone's allergic to. I think what they're flying. I'm like, okay. But, yeah, so I think for them, they have a lot of confidence in what we do. Yeah. And in the future, they do want to be involved. They don't know how much or what they can do, but they love sharing it. So it's great. Yeah, yeah that's really beautiful. And, Sunny, with – um. You've, you've watched a lot of distributors uh, over the years, um, plus, you know, you've been connected with, you've, you've observed your parents as entrepreneurs, you, you know, many other entrepreneurs as well through those journeys. What to you stands out as being uh, different or, or what sets apart those people who are successful, whether they're distributors or entrepreneurs, and those that aren't? I think what makes a big difference are people who want to build a team. 
Mm-hmm. So because we are not just direct sellers, we're a multi-level company, yeah. um, we want people to build teams. And so people who have that mindset where they're really saying, I want to help people to be like me. I want to help people achieve their dreams. People who are really focused on that, as long as they really focus on their team building and um, they're selling the products at the same time, I think that they can succeed. So it's not just this business isn't a me, me, me business. If you only focused on yourself, you wouldn't like, succeed. You really have to look to people around you, see who else you can lift up and bring them along for the ride. Yep. So uh, teaching people, duplicating, telling them, you know, this is how you do it. This is how I do it. So you try it. So just, mm. you know, people who are like, I'll show you and then you do it. And then the people who do that yeah. are the people I think who have a real, really good chance of building their teams and succeeding. Yeah. And what your dad did is such a great example of that, of someone who actually went in and did the work, set the business up the way that he wanted other people to do it, and then duplicated that or, or demonstrated mm-hmm. that to other people. I think that's a really good point, is that we see a lot of distributors, um, and I know potentially some of our listeners have had leaders that have recruited them into the company that they're in, and then kind of set them off on their way without showing them how, and that, yeah. that becomes really challenging. Yeah, there has to be a mentorship. There has to be a partnership between people who are on the same team. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to hold on so tight that they never experience holding a meeting on their own, doing demonstrations on their own, you know, signing people up on their own. So I think it's a good balance where you just have to show them exactly what to do mm-hmm. and then let them take it and do their own thing with it. But be there for them and mentor them and make sure that they know that you're there for them the whole time. Yeah. One thing that I found really fascinating when I was chatting with you uh, when we when we caught up in person was that your focus at the moment, you know, and, and this is this just has carried through the whole way since the very start of Sunrider is this this family orientation, but you're also looking now to how to help your distributors understand how to leave or how to hand that legacy of the company, the business over to their family. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I, 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 you know, it's yeah. so unique, but also such a powerful concept and and it's it's what you guys have done since day one yeah we call it succession planning right it's not like because when my parents started the business they knew they wanted to create a legacy Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people when they start their businesses they want to hand something down to their next generation yep but how do you do that and what do you do what are the steps that you do to get there and so um about would say about four or five years ago, we started really thinking about this more seriously. Um, and so my parents at the time were like, okay, this is what we want to do. We got a consultant actually to help us to kind of map it out for our own family, because it's not just wills and estates. It's not just, you know, saying, oh, I hand this over to you. Yeah. There has to be, there's a process and it takes many years. It takes a long time. And fortunately, we'd already been in the business. I mean, myself and my siblings had already been working at Senator for yep. quite a long time, ever since we were young. And I think that's the way we should start. Yep. We always want people to, if they're starting the business, talk to your children about it. Talk to others about it and see who you want to succeed with and who you want to pass this business along to. Because you're only going to be in it for so long. You really want to create that legacy. And so we started succession planning with um, our leaders as well. And it's just people who have reached a certain title or a certain yeah. level in their business where they have the ability to either um, to, to 
continue along with it themselves or to pass it along. And we hope that they're going to think, how am I going to pass this along? Because our business has already been around for over 40 years and we really want it to continue for another 40. But in order to do that, we need this succession planning. And so we've really opened it up. We've talked to a lot of our leaders about it and um, they're very open to it as well because they've been thinking about it. It's not like, a you know, it's not something that they have not thought about. So everyone's thinking about it. So we're trying to really train train their second generations, their third generations, wow. train their successors so that they know exactly what to do um, when it's their time to take over. Yeah. It's really encouraging family business. And I, I love that. It's that balancing act of being able to have a business that gives you the family life, but let your family be part of the business as well. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it just, when you said that, um, a few weeks ago, both Greg and I looked at each other and went, it's, it's such a simple concept, but it's something you don't hear people doing very much. They, they segment business from family. And, you know, even from at times, I know Greg and I do that in our business too. We, we get, you know, busy at work, but you go home and, and home is home and, and the kids want to ask questions and we think they don't want to hear about it. So we don't talk to them. But, <laughs> not, yeah. but involving family means when you have the ups and downs, I, th- I think the thing that really stood out for me, Sunny, was that you as kids also got to see how your parents handled challenge and adversity as much mm-hmm. as anything else. Um, and you, you shared a few stories about some of those ups and downs, which we don't really have time for today. But, you know, the lessons that you learned as kids and how to how to handle things as you go through life was really powerful. And mm-hmm. I think kids being able to watch their parents in business and see that journey um, as much as the success um, and the great things that come out of it as well is, is such an amazing learning opportunity as much as anything else. So mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, congratulate you guys for using that as part of your strategy moving forward with your field. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I think it's so important to think of the future because right now a lot of people, um, because of this health scares or anything that's happening right now, you really can't tell what's going to happen. So it's great to lay that foundation um, for the future. And I think my parents did a great job. I mean, we all know Sunrider. We love Sunrider just because we've been involved with it our whole lives and we can see how many people it's helped throughout our lives. So we just want to keep that legacy going. Yeah. And Sunny, you personally have also been such an inspiration for so many people globally. I really want to ask who has inspired you personally? Well, I would say number one is my mother. <laughs> I, I mean, I just can't imagine um, a better role model, really. Mm-hmm. Um, she values family so much, but she also works so hard for other people. Yeah. So she's always willing to give. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really great example to me. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's so hard. I <laughs> think it's like who, who inspires you other than, I mean, my mother, I know so personally, um, but I see a lot of other women in the direct selling industry that I think are very inspirational as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also women in traditional business. I think recently I've been um, able to see a lot of uh Asian American business owners and people who are starting their businesses as well mm-hmm. and to see their success. And I, I find that inspirational. Just anybody who's really willing to work hard, mm-hmm. uh, but who has a bigger goal in mind, not just for themselves. I think yeah. that's someone who really wants to uplift other people around them. I think it's very inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what's next for Sunrider? 
so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, what's nice? Yeah. Um, we have our, we, we're really moving back towards in-person events. Yeah. So we're really excited for that. Um, we're looking to hold a lot of events all over the world. Um, actually, my parents, as you said, they're semi-retired, but right now they're in Asia um, and they're promoting Sunrider as well, which is great. So um, since I have a four-month-old, I haven't been traveling very much, and so they've been doing it for me, which is wonderful to have their support. And um, obviously, they know everything about the business, so it's a no-brainer. Um, but I think for us, in-person meetings, um, making sure we really connect with the field, um, and letting people know that we're still actively in the business and not just a virtual business. Yeah. So virtual is great. Virtual can get to so many people at same time yeah but i think that in-person touch and making sure people know who you are they see your real face mm-hmm. um, and you get to have that you know interaction is really important so yeah. for us we're really focusing on in-person um we're still pushing a lot of social media events as well in various countries around the world um we're planning more trips because i think people really missed out on having those incentive trips before and so we're um, actively thinking about a lot of our incentive trips and uh, lots more products. So <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get boxes like every week from our, um, from our manufacturing, trying new products, you know, over and over again. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. So <laughs> we just trying a lot of products and trying to figure out which ones we're going to launch and when I think yeah. that's really exciting for us. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. So much going on for you guys and I'm really excited to to see what comes next and uh, and what an amazing journey you've had over the last 40 years. So really excited for all of you. And uh, a couple of personal questions, our fun questions, if you like, probably my favourite questions every time we do this podcast, Sunny. First of all, do you have a favourite book or a podcast uh, that we can add to our Accelerator book list? I have, I, I think I told you this before. I have been reading a lot of children's books <laughs> because <laughs> I have to. This um, is an okay <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> well, we've been reading like lots of Roald Dahl. Um, yeah. My kids love it. But um, we, my husband and I listened to the All In podcast mm-hmm. um, with four very successful businessmen talking about just things that are going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to get their perspective and to hear, you know, kind of their take on things. So listening to the all in podcast is fun. Um, her books, like I said, it's, it's so hard. I, I, I'm on my mind. It's children's books, but yeah. <laughs> BFG, my son just finished that. <laughs> Which one was that? BFG. BFG. <laughs> yeah. <a> great suggestion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think we should discount children's books. There's a lot of lessons to be learned from yes. children's books. Um, but you do have a Sunrider story too, don't you? Yes. Um, our Sunrider storybook is called Journey to the Sun. And it's my parents' story about how um, their childhood and how they immigrated to the U.S. and started Sunrider. Um, and we actually recommend that for a lot of our up-and-coming leaders, you know, um, and they can understand more about where Sunrider came from. So it's a really inspirational book, and people outside of Sunrider read it as well. So that can be found on our website at sunrider.com. Yeah, beautiful. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that amazing story from Sonny's parents, then I highly recommend checking that one out. And Sonny, next question is, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? Um, 
if I could have any superpower, I think it would be mind control. I would love to control my children (laughs) and uh, make them sleep at night. So mind control. So not control over your own mind, control over the minds of the children. Yeah. The children. Yes. (laughs) I love that. That's spoken by a true parent right there. (laughs) Um, And your favorite quote, Sunny. Um, my favorite quote, well, I, I think about what my parents say a lot. Um, I think about, there's one, my mom, my mom always says, um, you can always achieve your dreams. And so I actually think about that a lot. It's like a really simple thing, but achieving your dreams, I think we always have to keep in mind because you don't want to forget yourself, right? A lot of times as women, I think we forget our own needs and yeah. uh, what we really want in life. And so always having that dream and keeping it in your mind's eye, even if it's not your focus for the day, to yeah. always have that kind of in your mind. So she always says, Sunny, you, just achieve, you can always achieve your dreams. Like, okay. Yeah. I love that. And th- there's a lot to that too, isn't there? Because we don't dream things um, randomly. You know, we, we, it's, it's like, um, you know, I used to think I've got these dreams on my heart and, and they're, they're like torture because, you know, I, I don't know how I could ever achieve them. And it, one day I, I had this realization that we're each individually given certain dreams based on the things that we value, but those dreams are things that are part of who we are. They're not accidental and everything we need is actually around us, but it's a matter of how much we believe in ourselves and how much we believe in those dreams and how willing we are to pick up the tools that are around us in order to achieve them, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think we get lost in the mess. So, you know, life can be really messy. It's hard to kind of wade through everything, Mm -hmm. but as long as we kind of have that beacon, that dream that we are looking towards, then we can always kind of walk in the right direction. Yeah. So I think for us, it's always good to think about it. You know, I'll write it down, do whatever you want, but always have it in your mind's eye so that you can always be led in the right way. Yeah. And last question, Sunny, probably my most favorite is if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? I would tell myself, have more patience. Um, I think as a young child, I was very eager to do a lot of things and I wanted to jump into things kind of too quickly. Yeah. So um, I think I would just tell myself, you know, have patience and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's so valuable. So important. Sunny, I just want to say a huge thank you so much for taking the time to come in today and and share with us a bit of the Sunrider story. I know that we've only really just scraped the tip of the iceberg of this story. There is, you know, I, after we um, we left chatting with you in, in LA, I think we were there for two, maybe three hours talking and <laughs> Uh, I mm-hmm. could have asked another hundred questions. It's just such an amazing story. So thank you so much for taking this time out with your extremely busy life as well. Your four kids and your beautiful little four-month-old, and of course, uh, all of this work that you've got on your plate as well. So thank you for your time. We really appreciate yeah. you. No, thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, such a pleasure. And we can't wait to see where Sunrider goes next. 
Thank you as well to all of our beautiful listeners. I hope that you found this um, as inspiring as I have. I just want to really encourage you all. You know, it doesn't matter how big or small that dream is or how new you are to the business that you're in. Um, Everything that you need is around you and you have got the ability to do some amazing, amazing things. And I think if nothing else, this incredible story from Sunny's parents is just a really good reminder of that. You can come from what what is seemingly nothing and really difficult circumstances and you can pave the way for other people, especially your kids, your family, uh, and leave an amazing legacy. And wow, look at the legacy that your parents have left, left Sunny. It's just unbelievable. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So we hope that you've really enjoyed this episode. Of course, remember to subscribe uh, and share this story as well. If there's somebody in your team, your family, a friend that you think would love to hear this story uh, or that it might have a little bit of an impact, please go ahead and share this with them. But again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you on the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast again next week. That's it from us. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.